Stephanie Foster. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Happy Friday to the capital city. Ah. 610. Another week gone. Spring break wrapping up for uh, for all the kids before they go back next week, before Jack Mitchell comes to town. <laughs> He'll be back on Monday. When we get the sound off, we're going to have another weather update for him. <laughs> Just got to keep everyone on their toes. I'm Caleb Henry, Doug Fitzgerald. In with me again this morning, as he has been all week, Mark Vale in the KLIN newsroom. Mark, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing fine. We've got a little, you know, nice fresh air, washing oh, yeah. the pollen out of the air, and a nice rain shower. Just uh, washed everything off. That too, yeah. And then I... But also, I walked outside and I walked through kind of like this little grass area to get to our parking lot. And I, as soon as I walked outside, a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Our our porch, we don't have like a key to unlock it. So as soon as if I walk out the porch door, I cannot go back inside oh. and walk around the building. As soon as I closed the door, I went, crap. <laughs> Well, now I'm just dodging puddles walking through this grassy area. <laughs> I saw wet spots, footprints on the mat walking into the office today. Yeah. It must have been yours. Must uh, have been well, yours. there's a few folks coming in with wet shoes today. Uh, we needed it, though. That's the thing we say here, oh, right? Oh, we good. needed the rain, needed the precipitation. Yeah. I think it felt great great outside, a little chilly, but good. And, uh, a little gonna, cool. Yep. And then the, early next week, it's going to rain again. So, But this weekend's going to be awesome. Tomorrow and and Sunday, sixty-eight and seventy-seven. Yeah, perfect days for baseball. Well, even perfect. Even, even tonight is going to be great. Oh yeah, six thirty-five. Nice. Uh, first pitch could uh, get chilly though by the end of the game. That's, down, that's fine. It's March baseball. You know, it's going to be down twenty-eight tonight. So nah, well, that'll be good. They just you know wear your layers and layer up. And <laughs> it'll, you know be, what, it'll be pretty nice. You know, it could warm some folks up if they would just uh, approve some things to be out at Haymarket Park during Husker there you baseball go. I games. Know. Yeah. That would help. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, A lot going on on the show today. As always, we got your sound off coming up here in about 20 minutes. Um, At 710, we've got a special guest that Doug has hooked up. Yeah, Mark Birch from Birch Motorsports. He's also a CPA here in town. Uh, He's connected with the Team Jack Foundation, and you know they raise money, obviously, most Mm -hmm. people know, to um, hopefully eradicate one day. um, And we're always always on that Team Jack radiothon right here. And so, um, anyway, he's got a great raffle for a 1973 Corvette Stingray. Now, last year they did Trans Am. So what they do is Mark uh, purchases a car, he refurbishes it, and gets it to, to be top-notch driving and looking, and, and then raffles it. This year's raffle is for that Stingray. Wow. And so he's going to come on and talk about that, talk about the success of their gala that they had this uh, back in February, mm-hmm. and then where they're at with this raffle. And, uh, man, if you're interested in, in possibly winning a 1973 Red uh, Corvette Stingray, it's beautiful. I've uh, you know I've seen pictures of it and video. He has it up and running. Um, tune in seven ten, and he'll give you all the details. You know who'd look really good in that? Me, Mark Vale. Well, I've already bought my ticket. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I should have known. Should have known. Um, then we'll get into your Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management morning drive at seven thirty five eight ten. Another special guest. Yeah. We're gonna have my dad on the show. We're going to have my dad on to talk Lincoln's walleye connection for this trip up to uh, Ballard's Resort on Lake of the Woods in Minnesota, uh, because he's going with me. 
So that that's going to be a fun one there to bring him on, and then at eight thirty five, Jeff Mall, and he's we're going to have a lot to get in with into with Jeff Mall because yep. of all of state basketball last week, and now you're going to start to really get into that travel season, spring into summer. So a lot going on there. Have you ever had your dad on before? Not on here. Oh, that'd be great. Not on here. I've had uh, I've had my grandpa, uh, my my mom's dad on when we were doing some. Was it some Veterans Day uh, Veterans Day program that we did where we blew up the show? Was it Veterans Day or, or Memorial Day? I can't remember. I, it was Veterans Day. I think it was Veterans Day. Yeah, but it was. Yeah, we had my grandpa on, and <laughs> I don't think it quite, like, he was taking it just like a phone call right? where we were talking back and forth, because at the end I was like, hey, I'll talk to you off air, and we'll go, and he was like, well, make sure you give uh, right. give Megan and Millie and everyone a hug, and I was like, Papa, we gotta go. We're, we're on air, man. It's our break. <laughs> uh, but guys, by the way, he loved that, because uh, he, yeah. he had some family listening on, on streaming, and he he talked how much about he was a uh, he was a radio star now. <laughs> <laughs> so that's th- those are the fun things, when yeah. you can have family, when can bring everything into a connection so uh, i'm gonna be exciting to have my dad on and oh man he he's excited for this fishing trip i'm excited for this fishing trip so we're gonna try to convince a few more of you that this is gonna be awesome and you should come with us as well uh mark a lot going on in uh in the newsroom particularly out in california (laughs) yeah the trial is underway uh opening statements and the first testimony yesterday in los angeles courtroom uh congressman jeff fortenberry the 2018 phone call from the doctor to the congressman was played, and uh, that is a, a key piece of evidence. Uh, the prosecution trying to uh, convince jurors that congressman was told that uh, an illegal contribution had been made, uh, and the defense saying uh, you can't take uh, this uh, the, the way you're you're reporting uh, it to be because. It was a cell phone call, and and he could have missed a word, and that would have changed the entire uh, crux of the conversation. Uh And a lot of times when he was talking about uh, fundraising, he just on autopilot. Um, Pretty interesting, uh, Paul Hamill with Nebraska Examiner has a very uh, comprehensive summary of yesterday's activity. We have a link to it from uh, the story that I just posted, the brief summary that I posted courtesy of Nebraska Examiner. And you can get that uh, whole story. Uh, prosecution, uh, you know, they're, they're both sides are getting pretty tense, right? Let's put it that way. So well, there's there's a lot at stake here. Well, yeah, particularly for the congressman. Well, yeah, I mean, he there's uh, what are there three felony charges? Mm-hmm. Each could mm-hmm. be up to five years. Yeah. So um, you know, we'll we'll see where it all goes. Now they did say that the trial is probably going to take a little longer than had been anticipated. Because they did not get the opening statements in the, on jury selection day. Okay. So it seems as though it's running a little slower. It may be Tuesday or Wednesday before it goes to the jury. Oh, man, you put a congressman in the, in the courtroom and suddenly everything runs behind. Uh, <laughs> Aaron Sandiford, also with the Nebraska Examiners, also got an interesting, uh, interesting story on how uh, the first district is still being represented through proxy voting. Oh. So. Um, there's a, a process, and, and Aaron uh, has a detailed story on that. So I encourage you to check that one out. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll, I'll pull that up here in a little bit, but kind of like what are the big things that have been voted on that 
Well, it, it doesn't. It doesn't go into a lot of detail on what the votes were, uh-huh. uh, but also in in committees and that type of thing, as I understand it. But uh, during the COVID nineteen pandemic, there was uh, uh, some procedures put in place so that. Uh, you could vote by proxy uh-huh. once you had actually talked to that individual. And so Congressman Fortenberry is using that uh, process uh-huh. that was originally for pande- COVID-related stuff. I guess it's not specifically stated, <laughs> but there is uh, some questions uh, being raised about whether that is an appropriate thing and whether he's even explaining to colleagues where he is. So, Oh, all right then. It's it's pretty hard to to summarize it unless you just get into the whole story. And to be real honest, I don't want to go that deep. Right? Into yeah. It. No. 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 <laughs> Those guys have been uh, examiners. Been doing good work, and I like that Paul is out in uh, out in California covering this firsthand. Yep. Uh, legislature yesterday uh, first round approval to uh, the biennial budget nine point nine billion dollar budget. Billion, as Jack would say. And next week, severe weather. Severe weather week severe weather awareness week so we'll get started on some of our stories on that also today yeah we've been fortunate as we've gone through this entire winter without having a whole lot of severe weather we had the those kind of straight line winds december 15th yeah yeah, that, that storm that moved across brought a bunch of tornadoes with it but outside of that there hasn't really been for our area if you obviously if you go out west things are a little bit different western side of the state but in we, central, also. I mean, they've had two or three heavy snows, North, yeah. North Platte and uh, that area. Yep, but nothing, and in, and for a long time, too, a year or so, Yeah, year we, plus. Because I mean, last year, we were getting kind of record snowfall. Yep. This year, we haven't had that, haven't had the ice, haven't had the blizzards, the um, the wind with all of the snow, the sleet constantly. So we've been very fortunate throughout this winter. What is that going to mean for spring? What is that going to mean when the thunderstorms start rolling through and the temperature's a little bit warmer? Well, knock on wood. At least hopefully the <laughs> snow's done. That's that's. Hopefully we got the snow done, and then we'll see what, what severe weather brings in the spring. Yeah, I'm just fine with that. Hey, on the, uh, the sports side of things, busy, busy, busy. March Madness underway. It was a little crazy <laughs> yesterday. Uh, number one out, huh? Number one seed? Uh, two seed lost yesterday. Two seed? Two seed. Kentucky. Uh, and I watched some games last night. Did you? I did. First time I've ever done it in the opening round. And speaking of brackets, have you seen Broadcast House Brackets? Who's on top? For Munch Madness? So far? No, for the NCAA men's oh, for bracket. for the NCAA men's bracket? Mark I... Vale is at the top by himself. <laughs> Mark Vale's his, winning. His first bracket. <laughs> you're kidding. No, you're at the top, man. Halfway hey, through round celebrate one. celebrate it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even print it off. That is awesome. <laughs> you're alone at the top. I didn't even think to check on those. You and I are tied for second, along with several other people, Oh, that's cool. So. Good job. <laughs> um, Iowa lost yesterday. That should make everyone feel pretty good. Uh, New Mexico State, um, here, here's something that's incredibly intriguing. Nebraska baseball post-New Mexico State earlier this week, and that's where that golf team was from that was part of that oh, crash. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll have some sound from that coming up in, in sound off. Um, I think I may, I can't remember if I re- uh, got it downloaded, but apparently it was a 13-year-old driving the truck that ran into him. Um, but then you have the New Mexico State men's basketball team led by former Husker and Boys Town grad Teddy Allen takes down UConn in the 12-5 game there. So that has been um, a very emotional week for that that campus. Yeah, 
Um, I know our hearts all go out there. And then obviously there's that connection that we all have here with that university. I covered Teddy Allen for his one year here in Lincoln. Um, fantastic to cover. (laughs) There, there are obviously some, some, uh, at, at times he can be a little emotional on the court. Still fantastic to cover. He's a great young man. Um, and obviously like a lot of us, we're all still working through some stuff. Right. That's why he's been at a few different universities. But hey, what a great win, huh? Oh yeah, fantastic. UConn opening round. And you get the full slate of women's games underway today yeah. where Nebraska plays Gonzaga. 2.30 over on B107.3, so I'm going to be tuned into that one. Um, if you want to have the visual for it as well, television, it's on ESPN News. Husker Baseball is on tonight. That's at 6.35, so you can piggyback those into a uh, double feature. It's going to be good. I'm good uh, weekend. I'm looking forward to it. There's so much going on. Husker Wrestling, they are at their championships. I've got an update on that. And of course, of course, Munch Madness. We close out another region for second round voting. Going to let you know how all of that went and get into a full, full, full Friday show. I'm looking forward to it. Hope you guys are as well. 623. This is LK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Want today's top news stories? Top Husker stories? You can get them sent straight to your inbox every afternoon. Just sign up for the daily for free at KLIN.com. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Brittany Foster. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln. And conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. 638 in the capital city. Much Madness results. You go two for two today? I went two for two. Two for two. There you go. I'm rocking it. So we are through the second round of voting on the left side of the bracket. We move to the right side of the bracket uh, with Missy's Fat Jacks, Taco Inn, and Tico's going today. Uh, Next week, Monday through Wednesday, La Paz against Isles, Engine House against Honest Abe's, Norms against Stoffers, Denton, Daily Double against Cactus Cantina, and then on Wednesday, Press Box and Fireworks, Penelope's Little Cafe and Venue. And then we will be into the Savory 16 next Thursday and Friday back on the left side of the bracket, the Northwest and the Southwest. Yeah. Very exciting stuff there. Um, Since I muddled through it. Let's go ahead, and I gave a little bit of an addendum there before we got into Fox News, but in case you didn't hear it, um, let's let Fox go ahead and just handle the update with yeah. that more information from that uh, that crash with a New Mexico golf team, not specifically New Mexico State. Authorities saying a 13-year-old boy was behind the wheel of the truck that crashed into that bus full of college golfers on a Texas highway, killing nine. Authorities say the left front tire blew, causing the teen to lose control, drift over the center lane and slam head on into that van. The boy's father was with him in the truck. Both were killed. According to the University of the Southwest, six students and their coach also dying in that wreck after both vehicles caught fire. Two students remain in the hospital but are expected to survive. So there you go. Those those are, uh, that's a little bit better than me trying to do it off the top of my head and remembering 
exactly what had happened down there. Um, we go to Ukraine, where Russia is stepping up its missile strikes as part of its ongoing uh, invasion of the country. One of those missiles landed near an airport in Lviv. The airport is just about three and a half miles from the very heart of this city, and we understand that six cruise missiles were fired towards it from what we think were Russian bombers flying high above the Black Sea. Two of those missiles were shot down, we understand, but four of them slammed into the area very near the airport. There is an aircraft repair facility on the edge of that airport, and that appears to have been the target. The mayor of Lviv says it was not an active facility. Nothing was going on there. We understand that just one person was wounded in that strike. Now, the president of the United States, we've seen all of what's going on in Ukraine, and we've talked about how devastating it is. Yeah. We, we, we talked about the theater yesterday. That's, that where, was horrible. Where you had folks uh, that were just there to take shelter, and that was, that was targeted. You've seen the different places that have been targeted. Um, well, Joe Biden is, is ratcheting up his rhetoric in talking about uh, Vladimir Putin, calling him a war criminal. As Ukraine's suffering grows, the president continues to ratchet up his rhetoric against Putin. After labeling him a war criminal, he doubled down at a St. Patrick's Day event yesterday. Now you have Ireland and uh, Great Britain and, and uh, you know, uh, the Republic uh, uh, standing together against a murderous dictator. Now, Secretary of State Blinken is joining the president in his opinion, saying intentionally targeting civilians is a war crime. And as Biden prepares to speak with China's President Xi Jinping later this morning, which the White House says will address economic competition between the two countries and Putin's war in Ukraine, Blinken is expressing concern over China's lackluster response to international condemnation of Russia. Yeah, so <laughs> a lot going on there from the heads of state. Well, you, you've seen over the last, well, this last week, a lot of senators, congressmen, and congresswomen really speaking up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and finally, the president, um, I think maybe even feeling like backed up that, that there's support there to keep moving forward. Yeah. And obviously, there, we're sending, you know, we're sending all types of defensive, defensive, quote unquote, uh-huh. uh, equipment uh, to help them in the process. But yeah, it's... Uh, uh, step by step, I think you know, and I think you see a lot of support around the country as well mm-hmm. oh, uh, for, sure. for for really uh, supporting Ukraine and and moving forward. Where does it go? I don't know. I saw an article uh, earlier this morning about the cyber attacks that they're placing against the Russian government uh-huh. and how it's disrupting their communications and uh, a lot of internal um activity so yeah we'll see where it goes well we've seen some of our munch madness competitors uh find a way to to help out with donations there there's there is a new way for folks to help out ukrainians that we're seeing and fox has got a little bit on that paypal says users can now send money to people inside the war ravaged country of ukraine and to those who forced to flee to neighboring countries previously people in ukraine could only send money out of the country not receive it the change comes after a request from ukrainian officials who are showing their gratitude the country's vice prime minister mikhailo fedorov tweeting thank you for supporting ukraine and peace carmen roberts Fox News. Yeah, so anyone waiving fees, that's always a good thing. Like like to to just not have that little bit taken off the top of there. Yep. Was it Norms at 48th? Is that who they were raising money for? Um No, no, no. It was uh it was Muchachos and Highway Diner. Highway Diner and Muchachos, yeah, yeah raising yeah. money for 
was it uh uh, it, it's for a fund that's helping out Ukraine. Yeah. yeah. I shared that with somebody yesterday. They were looking at uh, wanting to develop a, some kind of fund to help out. So hopefully we can keep that going. Uh, well, U.S. Uh, officials and uh, Iran are working on a, a deal that would loosen sanctions there in exchange for... Iran basically slowing down their nuclear program. A little bit of a give and take there. Here's the latest on that. The discussion stalled over the weekend after Russia insisted on its own sanctions relief as part of any deal. West has targeted Russia with massive financial penalties for its invasion of Ukraine. Russia appears to have backed off its demands. Critics argue another nuclear agreement with Iran will only fuel Iran's ballistic missile program and Iran-backed militias across the Middle East. Two sources with knowledge of the deliberations say the Biden administration is considering dropping the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps' foreign terrorist designation in exchange for a public agreement to curb aggression in the region. Though the sources say the administration has made no decisions on dropping the IRGC's designation. There's a lot. There's a lot <laughs> going on there. As soon as you talk, start talking about anyone uh, being designated as a terrorist state, as soon as you start talking about anyone, um, what they are doing with their nuclear programs, there is a lot happening there. That's one I would be interested in. And I know I don't know if there's a guest tonight on on Drive Time Lincoln, um, but that's one I would be interested in because of his experience, Commander Riggins. Yeah. Um, just talking about what goes on in, in the Middle East, and then how do you how do you make deals in that area? Where do you want there to be less aggression right. across that region? There's just so much going and, on there. And then you have North Korea. Mm-hmm. You know, testing out missiles again and getting more really emboldened yeah, they, to take action. Yeah, they, and so they're they doing a, stuff uh, now. They feel like they have freedom to do that because I think, you know, we've been pretty weak. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, North Korea had a failed missile launch earlier this yeah, week. Yeah. Um, so as talking about China in the last couple, and Biden's going to be talking with uh, Xi Jinping, there's a COVID outbreak um, in that country, and it's causing problems for that key manufacturing hub, hub, and it's adding to their own supply chain crisis. Officials have closed Shenzhen, locking down more than 30 million people, and the latest closures could be detrimental to the already fragile supply chain. The cost to ship a standard container from China to the West Coast already rose over 1,100% during the pandemic, driving up the price of goods. Shipping experts tell us the cost to import a couch from China rose from $50 to $515. One industry trade association sees more storm clouds on the horizon, saying government travel rules are of, quote, great concern, adding, we do not want to see a return to the peak of the crew change crisis that will have a negative impact on global trade. Tech and auto are especially seeing the crunch. Apple supplier Foxconn and automakers like Volkswagen have already paused operations. So we're seeing what's what's going on through China is what the United States largely already dealt with. Right. Thousand percent increase in just shipping costs Oof. right there just for a couch. Yeah. Let alone, let alone whatever else. Yeah, so we'll definitely be watching those price tags and <laughs> and where you're ordering it from. See if you shop around. Most of us shop yep. around anyway, but um, that that's one thing there. And if you, um, usually you have to weigh the the cost benefit analysis of am I online? Am I going to the store up the street? Well, a lot of times with those shipping costs, that store up the street's now going to be the one you're going to want to go exactly. to. Exactly. Um, has been for a while, as a matter of fact. Uh, gas prices, those are causing a lot of issues, but for the moment, nationally anyway, seeing a little bit of relief. 
Nationwide, on average, gas prices are down a few cents from last week's record high, but that relief may only be temporary and things could still get worse. The International Energy Agency is warning the global oil market could face its biggest supply crisis in decades if OPEC doesn't increase its output. So, by the way, we, we talk about some of these places that are raising costs because you, you got the supply chain, you got to move. Um, that's why you have the. Uh, why have the shipping costs go up because of gas prices? That's be, that's one of the reasons. Moving companies are starting to do the same thing. Yep. Did you know that? Oh, and especially as you have a lot of people right now who are trying to go find new jobs or move different places coming out of the pandemic. That's one of the places that's really hurting some folks. High fuel prices are forcing companies to adjust their operations. Tom Dadon is the owner of 777 Movers in Las Vegas. 777 serves a lot of California customers and may reconsider some out-of-state requests. Two or three months ago, if a job was, you know, 300 miles out of route off a main interstate, we'd be able to service it. Whereas now, maybe we pass on a job. Maury Kimball is a real estate broker from Salt Lake City. He's moving over 400 miles to Las Vegas. Definitely thought of, you know, cutting down the, the amount of things that I took with me. You know, just taking the, the bare necessities. In Las Vegas, Ashley Soriano, Fox News. Did, Go ahead. I was going to say, did you see the story of there's a billionaire that was giving away a well, this one's in Chicago. Two hundred thousand dollars worth of gas on Thursday, As and it was. Fact, oh, I did, I did hear about <laughs> well, that. There you go. <laughs> Cars were backed up for blocks in long lines at ten gas stations across Chicago as drivers claimed some two hundred thousand dollars in free gas. It's nice to be able to help. A fill-up of up to fifty bucks for about four thousand cars, and a gift from Chicago businessman and philanthropist Willie Wilson, who says he hopes other business people, big corporations, and politicians will help do their part. I think that what happened is that people in such a need, somebody got to stop talking and do something, you know. And so we're gonna do it again. Wilson plans another gas giveaway in Chicago March 31st, where the current average price of regular unleaded is 4.84 a gallon. Oof. Jeff Manasso, Fox News. Yeah, fifty bucks does not go as far as it used to. No, but but it's still him. fifty bucks. You didn't you didn't have to spend. I know four to five thousand people. Yeah, it says it helped out. That was awesome. That was awesome. Yeah, so you Good. go through and you start helping out all of those folks, and um, it just it, it's the little bit here and there. Yep. It makes a big difference, yep. and and obviously that is a, a a pebble in a in a lake compared to how big of a city Chicago is, how many people there are, how many vehicles there are, but it's something. It helped out those people. Yep. Um, there were some folks that didn't have to spend 50 bucks on gas exactly. that particular day. That's pretty cool. Um, changing topics here. Next week, the Senate confirmation hearings begin for the president's selection for the next Supreme Court justice. The first day of the hearing before the Senate Judiciary Committee consists of opening statements and introductions. Questioning begins Tuesday. Katanti Brown-Jackson has appeared before the committee before. The last time, three Republicans backed her elevation to the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals. Those were Senators Lindsey Graham, Lisa Murkowski, and Susan Collins. Jackson doesn't need Republican support to get the spot, though she's been meeting with senators throughout the month. Senator Mitt Romney said he might vote for her confirmation. Florida Senator Marco Rubio called Jackson's background inspiring, but said his meeting with her did not ease his concerns that they have starkly different views of the Constitution and role of the court. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. Just assuming this is going to be another embattled uh, <laughs> confirmation hearing, right? Yeah, hopefully they'll... I don't know. I mean, hopefully 
they'll be able to get through this. And with the war, too, I wonder, you know, in Ukraine, I wonder what, you know, if that'll impact the process at all. Mm -hmm. It obviously may not be as public as it might have normally been. Right. um, Because it's in the middle of all of this at this point. I haven't heard anything for a while until that. Maybe some Um, folks having some uh, split responsibilities. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, How many shots have you had so far today? Well, for for the COVID, yeah, for yeah, this morning. What, what, what are we doing? We're, it's it's St. Patrick's Day. I didn't part know if you were two. talking. That's what I was wondering. Was like, uh, what, what kind of shots no, are you talking there, about? There's there's a possibility of another round of COVID boosters that uh, some of these companies are trying to get approved for. Earlier this week, Pfizer had asked for federal approval to give a fourth shot of its COVID vaccine to people over sixty five. That would mean two boosters on top of the original two shots. Now, Moderna's going a step further, requesting authorization for a fourth shot of its vaccine for all adults. The company said it wants to give flexibility to the CDC and medical providers to determine who gets that additional booster. That means it could go out to people at a higher risk of death or serious illness from COVID, regardless of their age. In Washington, Jill Nato, Fox News. It's just going to keep going. There's a new variant that they've detected in Israel. It's a mix of the two. Don't tell me that. And so, don't say. And they're that. T- no, they're already talking about <laughs> another shot for that one. Don't t- no. So. Don't tell me. Okay, I'm just. I'm just going to need to get my annual shot. Let's just <laughs> let's just start doing that. Just tell me I'm going to need to get my annual shot every every fall, whatever it is, or every month. It might. Nope. Nope. Might I, be said, a monthly. I said annual. Yeah. I did not say monthly. Um. Hey, here's something pretty cool. There is another milestone for America's push to land astronauts on the moon once again, as we know they haven't done that for uh, quite a while. It's America's next-generation moon rocket. The Space Launch System, or SLS, at 32 stories tall, starting a slow-motion rollout on Thursday from its assembly plant at Cape Canaveral, Florida. It'll occupy launch pad 39B for numerous tests in the coming weeks. The rocket and the Orion crew capsule weighing in at 5.75 million pounds after more than a decade in development and $37 billion. The SLS will be the backbone of NASA's Artemis program aimed at returning astronauts to the moon by 2025 and establishing a long-term lunar colony. Paul Stevens, Fox News. Once again, science is very cool. It is cool. Would you go? If you had a chance to go to the moon, is it just going or am I now a part of that lunar colony type well, of thing? Well, let's just say visit. Just visit? Go visit. Hang out for a couple minutes, come back. Like home. this, Would like this it? is the, this is the part where we have like space hotels and stuff, and you can yeah. go stay for a weekend. Blah, I would blah, blah. do it. Yes, in a second. Absolutely, it would be so fun. I'm going to need the technology to tell me I can do that without having to be right. an astronaut first. Like, <laughs> right. I, I'm not going to go jump on um, anything with Elon Musk or whatever they're doing. No, we're going to need to get to the place where it's a very regular thing to go weekend at the moon. Yeah, it'll get there. I know it'll get there. Also, I cannot afford it. Um, <laughs> Jack Mitchell, we're going to give his uh, his weather update across the nation because he's going to be having to come back through a little bit of weather. Here's the latest. Strongest severe thunderstorms will fire up today from the southern plains, across the Gulf Coast states, the southeast, and all along the east coast on Saturday. Hail, strong winds, heavy rainfall, and tornadoes will be possible, so please stay alert to the latest forecast details. Where cold air has settled in across the Midwest and the Great Lakes, snow and a wintry mix will make travel difficult. Another cold front moves into the west this weekend, setting up the next big storm system to travel across country Monday 
and Tuesday. Temperatures will be above average for the northeast and the mid-Atlantic before the cold front moves in and brings the heat down to more seasonal levels. I'm Janice Dean. Fox News. So we've had the rain here, and it's a little bit chillier today than it was yesterday, but 68 tomorrow, 77 on Sunday. Then it'll start to cool back down, rain a couple days next week, get back into the 40s and 50s. So should be pretty good. I think the Mitchell family will be fine coming back through. I think so, too. But seeing their pictures on Twitter, nah, they look it's like been they're having a, a good oh time. Oh, my goodness. And you can just, you can just tell they're, he's relaxing and enjoying right. it, and uh, as a family, which is awesome day one of march madness in the books here is a uh, a little bit bigger of an update for just the 10th time in the history of the ncaa men's hoops bracket a 15 seed has defeated a two seed as st peter's shocked kentucky in overtime 85 to 79 not the only upset on thursday as two 12 seeds are on to the round of 32 richmond stunning iowa 67 63 uh. and new mexico state shocking yukon 70 to 63 11 seed michigan opening thursday's action with their own 75 63 upset of colorado state all three one seeds who are in action Kansas, Gonzaga, and reigning champs Baylor scoring victories in their bracket openers, along with Memphis, St. Mary's, Tennessee, UNC, Providence, Arkansas, and UCLA. Creighton and Murray State also advancing after overtime thrillers. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. I'm pumped for all of it, and I'm going to be locked in again today, and obviously the women's tournament gets going. Nebraska taking on Gonzaga at 2.30. That's it for your sound off. It's 6.56 on KLIM. Well, good Friday morning. If you're just tuning in, it's 7.11. Um, some light rain outside 37 but it looks like on radar that that stuff is um heading on out so it's going to clear up for the rest of the day we're going to have some temperatures warming up hey uh, right here and right now you have a chance to win a 1973 corvette stingray and we're going to talk about it with our friend mark birch mark is the owner of birch and associates and also uh, mark birch motorsports and he's involved with the team jack foundation raising money for them and mark uh, welcome to the show this morning Hey, good morning, Doug. How are you? I'm great. You're down in Florida. How's the weather down there? Uh, it's going to be a beautiful day. The lawnmowers are already running today, so yes. <laughs> lawnmowers? We haven't heard lawnmowers here for months. So. Yeah, not, not for I know. a minute. I know. <laughs> well, hey, thank you so much for uh, taking some time out this morning. You have a great, um, you know, great raffle going on, and we'll talk about the Corvette Stingray here in just a minute. Uh, but why don't you share with us, first of all, how did you get involved with the Team Jack Foundation? Well, I was fortunate enough to go to one of the first galas, which was right after uh, Jack had run his uh, his his touchdown uh, run at the spring game, and uh, and so we had been invited to go to the gala, and uh, I heard a very inspirational speech uh, by a very dynamic person, uh, Dr. Kerry Gallion, who's also on the board of the Team Jack Foundation. And I was just very motivated by her. And the thing that really struck home with me is, is she talked about how this foundation, the Team Jack Foundation, was a grassroots organization, just a small 501c3 that was started in, in uh, Atkinson by Andy Hoffman. And, um, you know, that, I couldn't find anything else that was more grassroots than, than dirt track racing, which has been in my, you know, blood uh, for 40-some for years now. And uh, so I got in. I, I got involved with them, and I got in touch with them. And, and thanks to Dr. Carrie Gallion, she's the one who really motivated me to be part of the Team Jack Foundation. Now the gala was just back in February, just a few weeks ago. Uh, how did that go? 
Um, it was sold out, and uh, I think we raised over six hundred and twenty-two thousand dollars wow. at the gala, and put the uh, the life-to-date earning, uh, not earnings, but uh, donations brought in by the Team Jack Foundation over ten million dollars. That is awesome. That is really is, good. But unfortunately, it's not enough. Nope. And I know you raised quite a bit more than last year. I think last year was around 482000 So obviously the pandemic's had a little bit of a dent in that process. Well, it has. And last, uh, the, the year before the gala was, actually it was really fun, but it was virtual. And um, we, we had some great interaction with some of the, the football players and, and uh, Coach Tom Osborne. It uh, was, was a great uh, virtual event, but man, to have it live, and to have everyone there in the same room uh, for the same cause, uh, you just can't beat that. Absolutely. Well, hey, um, you talk about dirt track racing, and you decided to come up with a great opportunity to raise more money for Team Jack through a raffle. Uh, you started that um, actually last year uh, by giving away a fully restored 1980 Trans Am. Tell us about that process, how you came up with the idea, uh, and where you're at today. Well, I, I have to give credit to my wife, Mary. She's the one who really pushed me to do that just because I think I had been accumulating too many cars. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so it was a bit of a threat, but it was also a great idea that we had. Uh, I had that Trans Am that I had bought many, many years ago and it had set in the corner of my shop and we were running out of room and I'm just like, you know, we need to do something. And then that's when we found out that Andy got sick over a year ago and, uh, and, and so we thought, well, this would be a great opportunity to, one, get this car out of the garage, and two, get it restored so it's a super cool car, donate it to the foundation and raffle it off. And, and I, I mean, we couldn't have been more thrilled with the 1,105 tickets we sold, raised over $110,000 for the foundation. And it ended up being a really great uh, project for all of us, and, and it was a great success. So then we felt like we had to top that. And, um, you know, it was about a year ago, uh, yeah, I, I started looking for another car and, uh, I happened to stumble on this beautiful red 1973, uh, Chevy Corvette Stingray. That is awesome. I'm excited. I'm, I'm looking at pictures right now online, uh, to see the Stingray. Tell us about the car itself. Um, how you've, what you've done to it. Cause obviously you've done some restoration work to it to get it to where it's at. Tell us about that 73 Stingray. So yeah, '73 Corvette Stingray, which is an iconic car. Um, it's it's bright red. You can see the pictures on the Team Jack website and some of the work that I've done. There's a link to the Google Drive with the pictures. But literally, same thing. We we took this car completely apart um, and and started with things like uh, we took the interior out. We took all the suspension out. Um, the only thing I didn't take out was the engine because it has a really great engine in it. Took the transmission, driveline, rear end, everything out of the thing. Um, and wanted to make sure it was super good mechanical shape. And so um, the engine runs great. It's a 350 Chevy with aluminum heads, aluminum intake, a four-barrel carburetor, um, it, it, and it runs. I mean, I, I, I can't wait to take you for a ride. In <laughs> I'm ready to go. It's, it's super fun. Uh, but I put a heater core in it. I had the interior out, went through, rebuilt the shifter, rebuilt the transmission, put all new seals in it, rebuilt the rear end, put new seals in the rear end, new U-joints. Uh, all new bushings and all the suspension, new front springs, uh, all new Bilstein gas shocks, went through the brakes, 
uh, new wheels, uh, uh, steel factory 15 by 8 wheels with uh, the trim rings, which are super iconic uh, look. Uh, it's got T-tops. Like I said, it's bright red, got black interior, uh, redid the seats, put a new carpet in it. Um, the clock works, uh, the tack works, everything really works good in it. It's got a, it's got a Kenwood stereo, um, BF Goodrich radial TAs, and it's got T-tops, which is great because, man, when you, you can take those out, have the wind blowing through your hair. Uh, we went through the exhaust system, put new mufflers on it, polished up the stainless steel exhaust pipes, and uh, I think it turned out really great. Um, uh, I, I, it's really, really fun to drive, but I just think the red car just screams Nebraska. So um, I'm, I'm excited to to give this one away. I can't wait. Uh, um, uh, Willie, who won the uh, the Trans Am last year, they came from North Platte. He and his wife, and they uh, they they picked up the car and they drove it all the way home to North Platte. So that was uh, that was exciting for them. I I think the Corvette though. May you may have to stop several times uh, uh, to uh, fill it up with gas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it's it's a beautiful car, and I'm um, looking forward to hearing how people can uh, actually purchase those raffle tickets. It's seven nineteen. We're talking with Mark Birch, owner of Mark Birch Motorsports, about their involvement with the Team Jack Foundation and a raffle giveaway of a 1973 red Corvette Stingray. Um, Mark, what is the value of that car? Well, uh, I. The appraiser is coming uh, next Wednesday, I believe. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to appraise in the twenty-five to thirty thousand dollar range. Um, so yeah, it's it's you know it's a pretty 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 standard classic muscle car. I think the Trans Am came in at twenty-seven five, right in there too. So so yeah, that's that's probably going to be the approximate value of that car. Um, it, it's it's not perfect. It's not a show car. It's not uh, you know. Uh, all originals numbers matching car if anybody is that concerned about that but it is a great muscle car and it's a lot of fun to drive and um, i think the thing with cars like that is if they're too perfect you don't ever want to drive them and if you know they got a few chips and scratches you know you don't feel so bad if you get it out on the road (laughs) and and get a little uh, road wear on it you know this one's ready to go um you have a video you guys shot a video of as well if people want to see that where do they go and what's the video about so uh, yeah, Brian from Brian Krakenmeyer from B and B Video did a great job for us. Uh, again, he did the Trans Am video. He also did this. Uh, we had a lot of fun shooting it. Um, but it's on the Team Jack website and also on YouTube. You can just Google Team Jack Corvette and and it'll take you right to the YouTube video. Um, the Team Jack Foundation website, TeamJackFoundation.org. You can buy tickets right there. Uh, raffle tickets on the website. Um, Kylie and, and everybody at the foundation has done a great job, not only with handling this raffle, but handling the gala. Once again, it was a great event. Um, but, uh, yeah, the tickets are readily available and we have until April 20th when the drawing is. How, how much are the tickets for people? The tickets are a hundred dollars per raffle ticket. Obviously, if you buy one, it, you, you have the odds of winning the 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 car based on the number of tickets that we sell if you buy two it doubles your odds of course doug (laughs) i've already got my ticket man (laughs) (laughs) i I know you do and i can't thank you enough for your support um but i'm really reaching out to people and and this is why i'm so grateful to that you're having me on the radio this morning with you once again but i i really want to challenge people to help us raise more money 
you know, 1,100 tickets was uh, beyond my wildest dreams last year, but, but our goal is to sell over 2,000 tickets. We want to double that. The, you know, the motto last year was twice the fight for the Team Jack Foundation, and we want to sell twice the tickets. So um, I'm, 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 I'm asking people to be uh, gracious and, and, and help us out and then have an opportunity to win a really great car. Well, I know Mark Vale's already got his ticket, so, and, and, and Caleb's, his, his interest definitely, definitely peaked here uh, checking out the oh, Corvette. Oh, absolutely. Well, and not just the Corvette, but anytime we could be helpful to the Team Jack yep. Foundation, that, that's a big pull for me um, because of our relationship here on KLIN with the Team Jack Radiothon. I've been at the gala before. Um, I've got family who... Uh, my brother-in-law's from Atkinson, mm. so w- I've known that family. Yeah, like we've been up there. So there, there's a big draw to this, and then the car's kind of just a little added bonus it on is. top of all that. It is. Mark, tell us again uh, the raffle. Tell us about the raffle, the cost, and how people can get their tickets. So you could go to TeamJackFoundation.org. Uh, the raffle ends on the drawing will be on I believe it's Wednesday, April twentieth. And uh, the tickets are $100 a piece. You can buy as many as you want, but every dollar that you, and, and if you choose to just go on the website, make a donation, every dollar helps. Uh, uh, once again, those raffle tickets are $100 a piece. We're trying to sell at least a couple thousand of them to raise some great money for the Team Jack Foundation. And uh, you have a chance to win a wonderful 1973 Corvette Stinger. Well, Mark, you're doing a great job. We've got just a couple of minutes here. Uh, why don't we close out? Just tell us why this is so important to you. Well, I tell you, Doug, you and I have had this conversation many times, and uh, uh, I, we both feel that, and I know you feel this way, we're very blessed, uh, blessed with two healthy children. Uh, I've been blessed with a with a great business and a great family and wonderful uh, wife and we you know we we have a, a lot of blessings in our lives and so I think it's so important that we can help others and the ability to help others is 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 extremely important to me. Uh, this foundation is it's Nebraska, it's it's small town people like like you and I. Uh, my wife's from a small town. You're from a small town. Yep. I'm from a really small town too. But you know we we have that uh, ability to 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 help, and um, and with healthy kids, these kids that are going through these uh, brain cancer treatments, uh, kids like Jack and and everyone else, uh, Nate and Emma and oh my gosh, there's just such a long list. Uh, it's it's incredible. I have a new friend I just met, Gabe at the gala. Uh, what these kids go through is heart wrenching to me. I mean, I I don't even know if I can handle it as an adult. Mm. And these kids, man, they face these battles, and, and and the treatments that they have are antiquated. And the the foundation is doing such a great job. We've got some new doctors. We've got some new trials. We've got some new things going. But we've got to raise money, and we've got to raise a lot more money. And one of the things that Boomer Esiason said at the gala is that money by science. And science buys life. Mm. Well, we've got to raise money so we can buy some science. Well, Mark, you're doing a great work. Uh, thank you so much for spending time with us this morning. Mark Birch of Mark Birch Motorsports. Mark, have a safe trip back home. Thanks, Doug. I really appreciate you very much. Absolutely. Again, you can go to teamjackfoundation.org. We can raise money. Uh, part of the way to do that is get into this raffle for this 1973 Corvette Stingray. All right. Uh, thanks again to Mark Birch of Mark Birch Motorsports. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com to get today's top.
top local and Husker news sent straight to your email. 1499.3 KLIN. 7.42 in the capital city, running a couple minutes behind, so we'll get it started with... Number five. Prosecutors said Congressman Jeff Fortenberry had lied to federal authorities about illegal campaign contributions from a Nigerian-born billionaire. Defense attorney, though, said the case is built on concocted evidence and assumptions by investigators intent on charging the congressman. Eight women, four men, are hearing the competing versions, uh, opening arguments, first testimony yesterday in a U.S. District Court in Los Angeles. Uh, the charges are that uh, Fortenberry lied about to federal investigators about an illegal $30,000 contribution from 2016. Prosecutor J. Jamari Buxton said Fortenberry followed an illegal path of lies and concealment. So running a little bit later, a little bit slower than they'd expected. Uh-huh. Uh, so probably be midweek next week if things uh, don't pick up speed. Right, so. because they, they didn't get to the opening statements after jury selection because you had too many folks saying they had memory issues because they smoked too much weed and that, that's right <laughs> that that and they didn't trust what politicians said and others were leery of law enforcement and yes. fbi so yeah so you you add all of that up there now the the phone call was played in, yes it was in, in the courtroom yesterday it was and and that's what the the, the heated exchange uh, actually took place over as i understand it about whether or not it was succinctly put forward that uh, the contribution was made and then the assumption that it was illegal and, and those types of things. So, you know, we'll have to see what uh, what comes today. That That's so intriguing, Doug, that you can have you can have this phone call. You can have the audio. It can be played. But the multitude of interpretations oh. you can have just from that audio. You recording. leave out one or two words in today's age, you know, when Alexa's listening to you all the time, right? <laughs> and But you cut out certain things and you can interpret certain ways. So, yeah, it's got to be difficult, especially being a politician with all the donations that come in. You know how difficult that has to be when you're not in charge of that, somebody else is, and how important it is to have the right people in the right place to, to take care of those things. And Nebraska does have a reporter down there, our friend Paul Hamill with the Nebraska Examiner. Um, he's been writing up some real nice stuff about it and doing, doing some good coverage. Yeah, extensive coverage. I, that's the most extensive coverage I've ever seen uh, on a, a situation like this. I mean, he goes into great detail, makes uh, has a lot of quotes from both the de- defense and the prosecution. Uh, also uh, has some quotes from the judge when uh, some questions were asked. And if you uh, if you go to KLIN.com, you can find a link to Paul Hamill's report um, with the Nebraska Examiner. Number four. Major online money mover has taken a step to help people in Ukraine or those fleeing the war-torn country. PayPal says users can now send money to Ukrainians, whether they're in the country or refugees elsewhere. Before now, people in Ukraine were only able to use the payment site to move and send money out of the country. But now they can receive funds after the Ukrainian government asked PayPal to open its services. So, that, of course, that opens up the possibility of scams as well. That was going to be my big question, was how to to verify where you are sending your money. I would say you have to know the individual that you're sending it to. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That would be my... Um, that would be my recommendation. If you know the person individually. And that, that's obviously for us here. But for a lot of folks in Europe, this is a big deal because they probably do know 
a number of those folks individually. Right, and it would also allow families uh, that that may have have relatives that have left the country Uh to send money back to their relatives. Right. Things like that. So just uh, it's amazing what uh, technology is able to to get done. It is. The, the, The entirety of this Russian invasion of Ukraine where we're able to see things in real time and know what's happening each day know the conversations that are happening by the leadership on both sides each day and how to help out the refugees the folks that are caught up in the middle of this um, the folks that aren't able to get out of the country um, that's all just amazing to me with the technology we've got in 2022 well it's good to see things like this start to open up because a lot of times you, you, we sit back here in america and say how can we help we just don't know uh-huh. we don't know that know how to do that and so what we're starting to see is organizations and opportunities like this pop up so that we can help and most importantly just make sure it's legit you know yeah, that's, your, that's the big one your, there yeah, check into the background and make sure it's legit Number three. Nebraska basketball coach Fred Hoiberg announced yesterday that the Huskers and assistant coach, uh, coach Matt Abdel Massey have uh, agreed to part ways. He served as assistant coach three seasons here in Nebraska, but he also worked on Hoiberg's uh, Iowa State staff for five years, and they worked together two years at the Timberwolves in uh, Minneapolis. Yeah, so Abdel Massey, this is going to shake things up quite a bit because he was a big time recruiter on the AAU circuit. This is where you're getting a lot of the relationships with those recruits. Um, And you already had Trevor Lakes hit the transfer portal earlier this week. You've got decisions to be made by several players. Both McGowan's brothers have decisions to make because Trey can use another year of eligibility to come back. Bryce, is he going to go to the NBA? Is he getting told that he's high enough in the draft order? The last mock draft I saw had him in the the late 20s. He he was a late first-rounder is where I saw him. Um, you probably want to be a, a mid to early first rounder. We want to get into that lottery area if you can, but who's going to pass up still if you're a late first rounder that's one and a half to two million? Yep. Uh, a year right off the bat, and you can get that clock started in your NBA before you go get another, uh, your first non rookie contract. There's a lot to weigh on those guys. You've also got to figure out if anyone else is going to hit the transfer portal. Are guys going to use that extra year? What's Derek Walker going to do? Um, and what do the recruits think that now you don't have Abdul Massey here in Lincoln? Are there some guys that were committed that are now having to figure out, do I still want to go play for Hoiberg? My relationship was really based on my conversations with Abdul Massey. Yep. There's a lot all the way around. And a big part of all of this is we saw it with the football team, Doug, is the relationships you build with people. Now that person's gone. Extremely important. Any word on replacement at all? Have you heard anything? No, they'll and there, there's a few guys on staff, but uh, most likely you want to you'll want to go add someone from the outside. Yeah. It'll work a little bit like football, and we assumed it was going to work this way a little bit like football because right. um, you saw all of the offensive changes. Um, you had a defensive coach leave, and you added a, a special teams coordinator, who we'll hear from on Tuesday at the the football press availability and Bill Bush, but. You had the assumption, even though there's a lot less coaches for basketball, and you don't have the specific, here is your unit that you're coaching that. Now, obviously, Doc Sadler is still on the staff as as an analyst. He works primarily with the defense. You have a lot of folks that are in-house that are very good basketball minds. Abdel Massey is a very good basketball mind. 
but things just weren't working. This is part of the business. When things aren't working and you retain the head coach, you have to make changes somewhere. And that's where assistant coaches come up. Well, and he was with him for a long time. Yeah, I mean, this, this is a really years not, not just a coworker, not just right. an assistant coach. This is a good friend. Right. Um, so those decisions, that's that's part of the business where it is. Yeah. You, you've got your friends and you can take your friends with you. But at some point, if things aren't working, the business, the, the, the profession itself says this is what has to right. happen. Um, so I'm assuming that would have been part of the conversations that had come up a week or a few weeks ago when they restructured the contract. Still going to be very interested to see what this means for. Are there some of the players that had the relationship with Abdul Massey, whether they're recruits or current guys on the team, what those decisions come from this decision, and, and who else is going to make those offseason choices to come back or hit the portal? Is there a time frame for the portal? <laughs> like, is wide it, open. Can it be any time? It can be any time. Okay. The only thing you'd have to do is, if you are transferring for this next school year, you want to make sure that you are with that school when you can be enrolled in classes. Right. Like, because you got to be enrolled in classes. Right. You can get too late into the process and not have a destination. Yes, there's that possibility. But for when you can hit the portal, when you can commit to somewhere, there's no restrictions on mm. that at this time. I would expect there to be kind of a transfer portal window in the future for all sports, and those sports might have different windows um, because it is really the wild, wild west yeah. on when guys can go. That makes sense. Moving on. Number two. NCAA tournament, uh, top seeds Gonzaga, Baylor, Kansas advanced. Uh, however, number two seed Kentucky dispatched by St. Peter's was an 85-79 overtime <laughs> loss. And the tournament continues today as the women get going, including Oscars against Gonzaga. Gonzaga, Zaga, Zaga. Hopefully Gonzaga <laughs> does not win today because they're favored with their men to go win the whole darn thing. Um, those Husker women, they 230 tip over on B107.3. You can watch it on ESPN News. I'm excited. It's been two weeks since they've played. Um, talking with, with Greg Sharp yesterday, it's like they're healthy. They're ready to go. They've been able to rest and recover. They've got the scouting report on Gonzaga. They've they were actually already, Gonzaga was one of the schools they were looking at before they even got the draw announced, so they had a little bit of pre-prep before they dove into it. Yesterday was insane. Oh. Just watching all the games. Because, I, I, Doug, I was telling you, I wanted to go to bed at like 8, and then <laughs> yes. you had a game go to overtime, then you've about got another upset, then there's about another upset, and then Creighton is going into overtime, and they're, they're all like at the end of their lifeline, and then they survive and go through that, and then there's another game, and I was like, man, it's 10 o'clock. I know. I went to bed late because of you. You got me involved in this now, filling out my, what, second bracket ever, and I was watching the same games. Kentucky was amazing, and, and obviously uh, the Creighton game came down literally to the last millisecond, right. you know, and uh, fun. It's it, fun, and it's I'm excited so for fun. today watching the women's uh, basketball team because I've cleared my schedule. I'm ready to go. And where where will we be able to see that? ESPN News. And hear it on B107.3. Hear it on B107.3. If you don't have ESPN News as part of your cable package or whatever, if you have if you get or have ESPN Plus, you can access ESPN News through there. That's how I'm going to do yeah, it as well. It's going to be fun. Uh, but, so you're going to have 16 men's games going today, 16 women's games going today. This is going to be absolute insanity across the board. I'm really excited for it. Have and, they and had that before, men's and women's at the same time like this? They've gone close together, but they, they changed it up a little bit this year where the women added those first four games. They haven't done that before. The women have gone to, had been 64 teams previous to this year, and they expanded to 68 like the men's team to mirror that. Um, so yeah, a little bit of insanity all the way through this first weekend. 
speaking of insanity, yep. how about those brackets? One. Oh, about you winning? Is that what you're talking <laughs> I, about? I haven't won yet. <laughs> but you are number one, my friend. <laughs> we need to give daily prizes, winning after each day. Yeah. <laughs> number one. Probably a safe bet that for most of us anyway, South Pole is not a top travel destination. Maybe on a bucket list of a few people, but not many. But you <laughs> might change your mind later this year, travel company. White Desert, they're launching a glamping experience in Antarctica that includes six space-inspired pods, each designed uh, each pod for two guests. Then there's a common lounge area, dining room with private chefs. The experience also includes an Arctic truck safari, skiing, fat biking, ice climbing, and a close-up look at a colony of 14,000, give or take a few, real-life penguins. Uh, Echo is a little more expensive than your average camping trip. Uh, prices start at around, now this is for a week, uh, around $140,000 oh will go up from there. So I want to know what fat biking is. Isn't it that the fat tire? The big tire? The big tire. Oh, okay. I thought it was going to be anytime I get on a bike. <laughs> uh, $140,000 a week. All right, so you're already pricing a few people out. Um at least two of us here. <laughs> yeah, it, Doug probably make it. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, that's, no. Oh, good. I, I, I wonder like how many people actually back. go. Like, I wonder what the what the numbers are. If you were given this trip for free for a week, would you go oh, to the South Pole? I don't know if I'd want to go. <laughs> I'd rather go well, to the moon. I, I I'd rather spend the money yeah. going to the moon. I don't know if this is the South Pole quite. It's Antarctica, so you may not quite get to the pole. Right. Close it, enough. It, it'd probably be, well... No, I'm not going to. Never mind. Good talk. <laughs> That's your Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management Morning Drive. Uh, full 8 o'clock hour, including my dad coming on the show at 756 at KLIN. 9-3 Now 8-12, I am Caleb Henry. This is Doug Fitzgerald to my left. And uh, we're into the final hour of you being here. I know, for the week. For the week. It would have been fantastic having you on. Obviously, you're going to have One Shot, One Life tomorrow. Um, I will also be in tomorrow for Husker Hour, so we'll just make this six days in a row of uh, being in at the same time. But very special guest for you in this segment because we do have Lincoln's Walleye Connection coming up. And my guest that will be going with me um, that you guys can get to know if you go as well, it's my dad, Paul Henry, from the uh, sprawling metropolis that is Loop City. Dad, how's it going this morning? Hey, it is going great this morning. I appreciate it. Wow, we're having some teacher meetings going on right now, so what better could go on than talk <laughs> talk fishing and boycott the teacher meeting for just a little bit. Well, as long as your ringtone isn't going off interrupting it anymore, right? Well, they were a little astounded that it was Rock Chalk Jayhawk, so I apologize to the Husker fans. Right. Well, see, you get you get to have some split loyalty as going to Kansas and then going to Nebraska, so that's fine. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, in the Big Eight, you know, so dating yeah, myself. You know, three conferences ago. Um, so we're going to have uh, this fishing trip this summer, going up to Lake of the Woods, Minnesota, Ballard's Resort in July. Um, and for folks that don't know, you can reserve your spot. There's information at KLIN.com. Uh, you get round trip, luxury motor coach transportation, four nights cabin lodging, three days of guided trophy walleye fishing, delicious gourmet meals prepared daily. Uh, you'll be spending the trip with me and my dad. It's an all-inclusive trip, super fun. They're going to take care of everything for you. All that information is at KLIN.com. But um, when it was 
when we had all figured out and decided that I was going to go, it was right away, I want to take my dad. And, Dad, you sounded pretty excited when I asked you, too. Well, I tell you what, you said, what are you doing July 17th to the 21st? And then you mentioned Minnesota and Ballard's, and I say, Lake of the Woods, I go, I'm in. (laughs) And Caleb says, well, do you need to ask Mom? I go, I'm in. (laughs) But I'll go ask her after a while. We'll we'll ask for forgiveness for taking you away instead of the permission, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, now this fishing trip, they take you out, they take uh, take care of everything for it. I've never gone on a fishing trip like this, um, Dad. You've gone on a lot of stuff with Granddad um, and Wade, who's my uncle, my dad's mm-hmm. brother. You guys have gone on a bunch of stuff. What what kind of what should oh, I, I what should I know going into this? Oh, I tell you what, I, I looked up here on a. On Ballard's Resort, we're going to be on 27-foot boat, um, six-passenger on there um, with the guide. And <clears throat> what it sounds like, you know, we're going to do a lot of – it's going to be a lot of hands-on for us. We're going to possibly do some trolling right there. We'll, we'll be able to get the rig set up. Or we might do some jigging where the pole's in our hand the whole time and, you know – so it, when you say all-inclusive, we get to we get to fish. It's not a always going to be a guide setting the pole, always a guide, you know, setting the hook. I've been on, you know, some salmon adventures with that where they pick it up and they hand you the pole. And um, <laughs> here this is, you know, we get, we get to do it, but we get to sit back while they drive the boat. <laughs> if Jack was and, here, he'd ask how many bobbers we get to use. <laughs> oh my jack um, <laughs> that was my reaction when he told me that i said i don't think we're going to use any bobbers <laughs> oh no um the fish cleaning and you know, when we go on some of our adventures up to valentine i get to clean i kind of get the be the guy that gets to clean all the fish clean all the so pike this- clean all the perch let let brooke touch their eyes yeah, so this is gonna this is gonna be nice. I tell you what, and the other thing here, this is a motor coach going up um, with gas prices. Hopefully, they come down, but we all know what gas prices are. Right, you don't have to pay for that. You're in the motor coach, and it and it's luxury relaxation, and you get to meet some new people and new friends, and you know, get, learn a lot about each other. And we're gonna have a we're gonna be taking a cooler up there because one we want to have the beverages that that you got to take while you're on the way up there, but to bring some stuff back. That's always been one of my favorite parts. Whenever um, my dad and granddad and all those guys they've they've gone to some of these fishing places, but they bring back the fish, and then I've been the beneficiary of it. And now, Dad, I get to be the one helping us bring back some of that fish. Yeah, it's it's been a while, you know. We've 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 both been busy and we haven't been able to hook up, so we get to go fishing together. Um, but fresh fresh walleye um, up there, possibly some pike. Um, you never know. And this is just going to be fantastic. And shore lunch. Um, if you've never had shore lunch out there with the fresh walleye fixed by the guides. Um, Right by right by the shore of the lake, mm-hmm. it is just beautiful wherever you're at. <laughs> well, Paul, I can already tell you're going to be fun to travel with. The question is for everybody: What's Caleb like to travel with? <laughs> <laughs> he sleeps a lot. I don't know. <laughs> 
Well, we did. So, Dad, earlier this week we did our top five Tuesday, and it was our top five trips we've gone on with family. Um, And one of mine was, I think it was my number one, was when we went out to North Carolina after my senior year for Junior Olympics because we drove the whole way out there. I wasn't that bad, was I? (laughs) Oh, no. I tell you what, I remember trying to set up a tent somewhere out of Louisville, Uh Kentucky, and it was a really sketchy campground <laughs> and and the, and the tent only stayed halfway up i think we spent the night in the vehicle mm-hmm. and then off off we went to greensboro it was crazy <laughs> i remember my, my phone died just trying to text me i was like i don't know where we are i don't know if we're gonna make it into the vehicle tomorrow um and then we we uh we raided strawberry lemonades the whole way out there oh yeah I, we <laughs> On the way back, yeah, we're getting close back home, and I said, Caleb, I don't think we can stop to eat. I just have a few dollars left for cash money, so <laughs> we're not pulling over. Well, we don't got to worry about that, though, on the way up there, because there will be uh, designated stops going up there with the motor coach, and um, everyone will be having a good time. I probably won't be reading as much, because uh, I read a Harry Potter book on that trip. I don't think I'm going to do that on this trip, probably talk with my dad a little bit more, but um, that I'm so looking forward to this, because... Um, like you said, we used to go up to uh, Big Alkali up around Valentine. That also made one of my top five uh, earlier this week, going up to Calamus and just wading in up there, and obviously Sherman. Doug would always go vacation we, at Sherman, we, apparently. We vacationed at Sherman, yeah. I went fishing, and that was my, that was growing up, that's where we went. Mm-hmm. So that's how I learned to fish, my grandparents, and um, I wouldn't trade that for anything. Uh, those were great moments. So you're going to experience this. And it's, I went on the website, by the way, Paul. I'm glad you mentioned that. It looks awesome. Have you seen the Ballard's Resort website? Yeah. It's amazing. Oh, I, I tell you what, the, the cabins that they have um, and the dining areas, they have a bar there, uh, just the whole amenities of everything. And, again, I've never been up there. Just looking at it is I want to go, and you know, I could go next week. <laughs> <laughs> although, although I'm supposed to host a track meet next week here in Loop City, but I could go right after that. Yeah, as soon as you get through the track meet, as soon as the last race starts, you can get out of there. Everything will be fine. Exactly. Um, so I, I do have to ask that because it has been a while since you and I have gone out fishing together. It had been a while since um, I had gone deer hunting, and that was its own adventure that weekend I came up a couple years ago because neither of us knew which way either of us missed. Uh, we were probably not the best two people to be walking out there. With, with, or you shoot in the, and you say, all right, where did he run? And you say, he hasn't moved yet. He's still standing right there. <laughs> um, so I haven't been out fishing for quite a while, let alone fishing with you. How do you think it's I, I'm going to be? Because there's... I get it that it's all inclusive, but I'm going to have to do some work at this. Well, for you, we will, you know, we'll baby along with you know, baby steps. <laughs> um, no bobbers, though. We're, we're going to evolve beyond Jack. Is my but, fishing pole going to be the one that's got the little button for when I cast? Oh, oh yeah. No Snoopy. <laughs> Nothing with Snoopy on there. But, hey, you know, um, we were up to Lake Erie two years ago. Uh, walleye fishing up there, and when we there are six of us experienced you know people, but there were some things we did differently. The uh, captain of the boat he showed us what we were doing, and then he turned us loose. Mm-hmm. And these guys up there, I look they they're taking out 
different media groups every week up there the summer. Uh-huh. So, so they, they know how to help the novice angler as well as the experienced. Mm-hmm. Well, I got to so, tell you that I'm, I'm looking forward to this, not just because it's going to be a lot of fun going fishing, but because I get to go spend this entire trip with you and then the next week I get to get married. So we're, we're just stacking <laughs> the end of July really full here for us all. <laughs> Well, yeah, when you first started asking me on this trip and you said, you want to go to Minnesota, I was like, boy, that's a different change in the wedding plan. <laughs> that's what was on my mind right there. Yeah, then, some people go to Colorado and we start thinking, what's going to happen up in Minnesota? I'm sure there, we could find a way to do something at Ballard's. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, I tell you what, I've, I am uh, very excited. And anyone that's going to go on this trip um, should be excited because, you know, when they talk once in a lifetime, this is one of those once in a lifetime things that you know the first the first time you go on these is just breathtaking. Well, for those folks that do want to join us, all that information is at klin.com. Just click on a, a picture right at the top of the page, Lincoln Walleye Connection. It'll give you a lot more information. Also, the number for Ballard's Resort. So you can call, get that information, get your place in line, get reserved today because that bus is filling up. You have until March 30th to get those reservations to join myself and my dad on this fishing trip up to Minnesota. Hey, Dad, thank you so much for your time this morning, and I'm glad I could pull you out of a little bit of the teacher meetings on this late start on a Friday. Yeah, late start on Friday, track meet tonight in Concordia. But guys, thank you very much. Everybody out there, get signed up for this and uh, looking forward to it. That's my dad, Paul Henry, going to be on the Lincoln Walleye Connection fishing trip this summer. So visit KLIN.com. Join us. We're looking forward to having a good time out there. It is 823. Check of sports and Munch Madness next on KLIN. Waking up the capital city with the help of Nitro Cold Brew Coffee from Broken Rail Beverage Company. This is 1499.3 KLIN. Enjoy that beautiful laundry show at all. Jack sent you. 9.3 KLIN. Sorry for the absolute chaos that just broke out. (laughs) It's a Friday. We're fine. Everything's going to be fine. Uh, Big thanks to my dad. That was great. That was so much fun. He sounds so fun to travel with. He is. He's just a good dude. If you think I'm fun, man, (laughs) tell you what, my dad's a pretty good party. Um, You know what else has been pretty good? The city of Lincoln here over the last couple of weeks. Because you have had wrestling... State boys basketball, state girls basketball, all of that happening in like an eight to ten day stretch. And there are some folks that are pretty tired, but we got to look back at it uh, with Lincoln Convention and Visitors Bureau's uh, Jeff Mall. Jeff, how's it going this Friday? Have you recovered yet? Because you guys ran all of that right into uh, having to spring forward for an hour. Uh, so I'm old and tired as it is, and I'm old and tired-er now after the last, uh, what a, what an amazing Caleb and, 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 you know, I just, what an amazing run. You know, you, 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 you get Big Ten wrestling in, you know, if you flash back to when we first started talking about that, you get the opportunity, but then you see a conflict with the NSAA. Everybody gets on the phone, the NSAA, LPS, Pinnacle Bank Arena, the Devaney Center, the University, the Big Ten, and we all say, you know what, we can figure this out. And, and, and I tip my hat to John Dolliver. John Dolliver with the NSAA. Basketball is his, you know, he, he manages the basketball tournament for the NSAA and did an amazing job in a matter of days 
coming up with that that blistering five day six day schedule of basketball with boys and girls and you know I think a lot of people had questions Caleb to be honest with you you're a sports guy you've you kind of thought about that I'm sure yourself mm-hmm. well I was and, cu- uh, I was curious Jeff if uh, obviously everything came together and, and some folks um, like our like our friends in Humphrey who had games every single day oh through the course of the week and they, they were they were very busy um, I've got to ask you though, was there the possibility at all of Lincoln losing the state tournament for a year just to uh, accommodate the Big Ten wrestling? Was, were the, was there a push from outside parties for that? I I don't know that there was a push. Um, uh, in that, I worry about everything that we do here. That we do everything we can to retain these events. Mm-hmm. I probably worried more about it than anybody else because anytime you have a successful model and you have a successful way of doing things and you alter it in a one-off scenario, you stand the chance of losing something down the road, up the road, however, whichever way on I-80 <laughs> you want to go. Um, and you worry that somebody can do it better. But at the end of the day, um, you know, you pause and you go, okay, we, we've got the best facilities. I, I really believe we have the best community in the state to host state high school tournaments, not only because of the state uh the uh, Nebraska University of Nebraska presence, but because of the people of Lincoln, I, I think we are an, an incredibly hospitable community. And so at the end of the day, yeah, I mean, I, I think there maybe was more worry on my end, but nothing that I was aware of. But I can't tell you if anybody else on the other sides of I-80 were looking at it going, you know what, let's, let's see if we can nose ourselves in on this. So it's a great question. Well, it was a lot of fun to, one, just go hang out for a couple of sessions at Pinnacle Bank Arena or Devaney, and you're getting not just, like, there's fantastic boys basketball, but let's face it, when you would go sit for a couple different sessions, you're seeing Class A girls and D1 yep. boys. Like, like the, the quality of basketball across our state at all different size, uh, school size and school levels was so much fun to go watch throughout the week, and then you had the, the great partners with News Channel Nebraska, Putting stuff on television Monday through Thursday, and then the championships on Nebraska Public Media. That like the the experience is one thing for yeah. all of the the fans and kids to come here, but the exposure across the entire state all week. Caleb, love that love that you just said that because that was one thing I talked about uh, during that week. Was I just think it's great that the, the basketball fans of both boys and girls basketball finally get one week where they can be together and enjoy each other's. Um, just a different, a little bit different style of basketball, and and get exposure for both boys and girls, and yeah, it just amazes me out there that there are still people that say there's only one way, but not both ways when it comes to enjoying both sports and or or both boys and girls. And I, I think it was fantastic. I, I know I enjoyed it because I spend an awful lot of time in the venues, and um, it's not that I don't do it over two weeks, but then that I had to do it for six days. Um, you know, you, you really learned a lot. But I think the thing that you talked about Humphrey earlier, I, number one, did not hear one person that I talked to. I did not see one person on social media that complained that that six-day six day schedule was a horrible idea. Mm-hmm. I think everybody enjoyed it. But I talked to so many, so many families on Monday, uh, that first Monday that we did the tournament. And I said, what, what's, your, what's your luggage look like? What'd you, what'd you do? And they said, well, we packed. We packed for five days. We packed for six nights, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And we packed for a vacation. And I said, well, was that different? And they said, you know, after the pandemic, anytime we can get away and do the things we weren't able to do for two years, it's a pretty damn special experience. So awesome. uh, that really gave me chills, just not, not talking about it now, but when I went through that, just people 
people love being in Lincoln and they love high school basketball. Yeah. So what was some of the feedback from that, from the folks that were visiting, but also from everyone who's got to handle the visitors coming to Lincoln? Um, you know, and I think I told you guys maybe in the last couple of weeks, our hotel uh, really did a good job of almost getting to a 100% staffing standpoint that they were you know, able to handle that, 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 that surge for eight days, seven nights, eight days. Um, restaurants, I think, still struggled a little bit. I, I can't tell you if they're all staffed where they need to be, but I know there are a few that are not. But uh, I think everybody did a great job. Um, our retail sector loved it. Again, I think everybody just enjoyed the experience. It felt like normal. So this was the first year that we could say this felt like normal. Number one, we had the tournaments. We had everybody here at one time. We weren't wearing a mask. We weren't worried about this, that, and everything else. And everybody just kind of let it go and had a great time. And, uh, again, no complaints. Now, the, I, I've just got a text. This one come in from uh, Chris Nolatha. says, uh, the, the one-week tournament was great. Hopes it goes back to uh, being on two separate weeks. But if it stays one week, that's not going to change him coming to watch. I like to hear that. I, he's a loyal listener. I know that. <laughs> so um, I'll, I'll tell you just real quickly. I, I think everything that we're starting to hear, um, and, I, and I think there's been some stuff out there that uh, it more than likely will go back to a two weekend mm-hmm. format just because that's the way it was always done. I think it's easier on the schools. You know, you have to think about the other thing is a lot of schools just shut down for the entire week. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it just kind of depends on where it falls, where does spring break fall. And the high school calendar is a tight one. You guys have got to remember that, that <laughs> when we're done with one sport, we're jumping right into another sport when it comes to high school athletics. So if they can go back to the old way, I think I think they'll do it. Yeah, I think there's already been baseball games this week. So, so I was at one last night, and I froze. My son had his first game for <laughs> oh, Pius, no. and that north wind was oh, bitter, <laughs> said the Den Hartog. Oh, man. Well, I hope it's going to be a little bit uh, calmer for Husker baseball tonight. Uh, we've been looking back at the last couple of weeks, but, Jeff, you said we got to look back to January. Yes. Um, so lodging tax. Uh, mm-hmm. We are funded 100% by lodging tax. So I always tell people I care a ton about when people put their feet in the sheets or their head in the bed in the Lincoln <laughs> Hotel Room. And the month of January, just to give you kind of what we track and what we look at, was 64% over 2021. So 64% more lodging tax was collected in 2022 over 2021. That is actually 10% better than our previous best ever January in 2018. Oh, wow. So we've been collecting lodging tax for a very long time in this community, and 2018 was our best ever January. And in January of this year, still kind of climbing out of this thing called a pandemic, Mm -hmm. We were 10% better in our best every year. So, man, things are going well. Uh, pent-up travel demand is, is just amazing right now. And uh, just a lot of really good events in Lincoln. And, and, and we are we are a major destination. We are somebody that takes pride in our tourism. And we're, we're so happy that people are reciprocating that love for our community and coming in and, and having a good time. And there are a lot of folks that do want to get out and travel. As we know, our own Jack Mitchell traveling right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. He'll be back on this next Monday. But... Uh, look, looking ahead, what, what's the expectation as, as we get into this spring going forward? Uh, I, I think when we, when we sit here on December 31st of this year, I think this probably will be one of our best, if not the best, uh, 12-month periods of tourism that we've ever seen. And I, and I think the key is that we continue to, 
to do the things we need to do to keep the community healthy. We need to do the things we need to do to, to keep the community fresh and in some place that people really want to be in. I just look at the 12-month event calendar. We've got concerts. We've got sporting events. We've got new events, old events. Uh, it, it should hopefully be a, a good good thing. The only thing, uh, the, the only negative out of that, that projection is I'm still waiting for the convention industry. Um, you know, your, your toothpick collectors association, your fishing rod collectors association, your dental associations, that whole market is really slow to come back right now. Mm-hmm. And they're still doing hybrid meetings and events. So, um, I think once we get those folks back towards the end of this year, going into next year, I think we'll, we'll really be 100% where we want to be. Well, it's nice to see things going well, and there's still more improvement that can come with folks getting back out of the pandemic. Uh, Husker baseball is at home all of, all of this weekend. Any, anything else going on folks should know about? The folks over at Kincader Brewing are lingering their St. Patrick's Day weekend into uh, Friday and Saturday, so stop down there and say hi. Always Patsy Klein going on over to the Theater, the Husker Lawn and Leisure Show, Lancaster Event Center, time to get out and dream about warmer days ahead. And then we'll wrap with National Quilting Day tomorrow from 9 to 4. Our friends over at the International Quilt Museum at 33rd and Holdridge. Great quilt day activities for both men and women, families. Come on out to the Quilt Study Center tomorrow. That's Jeff Mall, Lincoln Convention and Visitors Bureau. Your bracket's still okay after day one, right? Oh, my God. (laughs) Is anyone, either one of you guys get your bracket intact? I mean, did you pick pick Kentucky going out early? Uh, No, I I, I picked them to lose at some point, but that some point was in the last game. (laughs) Not not the first game. (laughs) Yeah, my my wife had this team with the initials KT going all the way to the final. And I said, what's this KT? That's Kentucky. And I'm like, KT. So I'd do a little lesson with her. That is KY in the world. <laughs> yeah, we got to go learn all of our uh, how to mail stuff <laughs> off and write addresses again. Yeah, hey, Jeff. Exactly. Thanks so much for your time this uh, this Friday morning. I hope the next ball game you're at is a little bit warmer than last night's. Yeah, you guys are great. Thanks for what you do, and uh, we look forward to talking to you next week. There you go. That's Jeff Mall, Lincoln Convention and Visitors Bureau. We'll wrap up this Friday. We'll wrap up this week. Next, Sal and K today with Jack and Friends. KLIN at 851. Before you hit that drive time, stay alert with Nitro Cold Brew Coffee from Broken Rail Beverage Company. This is 1499.3 KLIN. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. Thanks so much to Jeff Mall Coming on, talking a little bit about what's going on. In our city, how things have gone the last couple of months, last couple of weeks. Uh, this in a note from Chris Lofgren, News Channel, News Channel, Nebraska. <laughs> Time saver traffic, it's Chris the last Lofgren. Minutes of Friday. Enjoy that free plug. Um, <laughs> accident, North 11th and Cornhusker. Do use caution. Expect slowdowns again. There's an accident at North 11th and Cornhusker. Now we are at the end of this week, so I do have to do have to ask. Doug, did you enjoy your time waking up this whole week when it was already oh. early? Because we appreciate you coming in. This oh. has been a lot of fun hanging out with you all. Oh, I, I enjoy being here. I, I equate it to, um, you know, uh, b- going on prom night <laughs> and then trying to recover over the next couple, you know, couple of days. Right. You know, because I'm a night owl. You know, I usually don't go to bed till midnight or one and mm-hmm. trying to figure out how to get a good bed. Man, if you do that, you're just going to get a little nap. Right. <laughs> 
I learned how to nap, right? I learned how to nap during mm-hmm. the day, too. So, no, it's been great. It's been great. So, And obviously, full-time, you are the host of One Shot, One Life every Saturday, yeah. 11 a.m. That follows Best of Alan K. Today, which follows Husker Hour. What do you have coming up tomorrow morning for folks? Well, a few weeks ago, we had our 20th episode, so we did a celebration. And we've got some great guests. We have experts in the areas of money, relationships, faith, work and career, health, and then we just got have great human interest stories. Mm-hmm. And so uh, when we celebrated our 20th episode, we just had clips of you know some of our best clips, and, and I wish we had more time because right. we've had some <laughs> great guests on. Uh, we're going to continue that on because there were several guests that we didn't have on that day that we wanted to. So we've got financial expert Brad Bryan, relationships expert and author Tracy Morrow, uh, George Darlington, former Husker football coach. Yep, he's got a, go. He's got a great segment um, that you're going to want to listen to. He was a lot of fun to listen to. Oh, Oh my goodness. He get all yeah, kinds so, of wisdom. So other than by by the way, before you get to the rest of the guests yeah. there, if folks want to listen to any of those, including Darlington, who was a fantastic episode, yes. um, podcast at KLIN.com. I'm just gonna throw that in real quick, also on our KLIN app, because those are great to go back and listen to. Oh, it's it's been good. Our last show with Aaron Davis, former mm-hmm. Husker football player and part of the national championship team in ninety four. Um, that was one of the best shows. So mm-hmm. if you haven't had a chance, go listen to it. He talks about the loss he's had in his life. Um, but, you know, he's an attitude expert. He he travels all across the country every week to yeah. speak to thousands of people. And to have him in here has been really good. We're going to have Dr. Pat on. Uh, he's a uh, great health expert. He's going to talk about the supplements so that you can have an immune system that really takes care of the flu and COVID and all this stuff, plus many others. So it's going to be a great. <laughs> and then coming up, um, we've got some great guests coming up. We've got New York Times bestselling author and career expert Dan Miller. Uh, he's the author of 48 Days to the Work You Love. He's going to be in on April 2nd. April 9th, we'll have Miss Nebraska USA and Miss uh, Nebraska Teen USA in talking about that. And then next week, uh, Lincoln Coin and Bullion. We're going to learn about bullion, man. There we go. We're going to know what bullion means. You're going to find out what it means. Gold, For, silver, platinum, and all that good from stuff. From the bullion so, people. Exactly. <laughs> now, you have Husker um, uh, Husker Hour. That's, yeah, we, we, um, got a, we got a lot to talk about tomorrow because obviously you had the, the, the shakeup with Nebraska men's basketball, Abdul Massey, um, the, the parting of the ways there with him, Trevor Lakes into the transfer portal. Uh, football has had the week off, so where are they going to get going when they do come back? Back this next week, women's basketball. We'll know the result. That game at two thirty today, uh, two o'clock pregame over on B one hundred seven point three. Husker baseball has won five of the last seven, won three in a row. Things are in a lot better place on the baseball side of things. We'll dive yep, into that. There. And they play again tonight, 6 o'clock pregame, right after drive time. Lincoln, 635 first pitch. And then they'll get going again tomorrow, 2 o'clock first pitch. And then on Sunday, that'll be a noon start for the games against Texas A&M, Corpus Christi. So again, Doug, hey. Thank you so much for hanging out with me all week. It was fun. Thank you. You can hear them every Saturday, One Shot, One Life, at 11 a.m. right here on 1499.3 KLIN. Thanks to Jeff Mall coming on earlier today. Also, my dad, Paul Henry. That was a whole lot of fun. Thank you guys for encouraging us there. And uh, Mark Birch. Mark Birch. Mark Birch. So helping out Team Jack there. You can get that information as well. It's been a lot of fun this whole week, guys. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. It's 9 o'clock on KLIN.